Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining me right now on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, he is my man Jason Lloyd of The Athletic. Good morning, brother. Go Browns. What's up, bro? How are you? I'm great, man. I get to talk to you on this on this beautiful Sunday morning. You're a busy man. <laughs> uh, so listen, yeah, we, man. Listen, we 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 DTR is making his first career start on the road. The Browns are what four and eleven all time in in the city of Denver. How can the Browns come away with a victory this week, or do you even see that being the case? I, I think it's gonna be. This is gonna be a hard one for him. Just it's a hard place to play. The altitude is real. Um, certainly it can be done. He's got to, he's got to take care of the football. And the one thing I fear with him, I think is his first start being on the road. Um, things speed up a little bit and he makes a couple hard decisions, bad decisions, puts Denver on a short field and then you're in trouble. Like that's the one thing he's got to avoid is turnovers. Denver more than likely not going to turn the ball over. Uh, Russ is a pro. He's having a great year. He's not going to do that. So that's, if the Browns play clean, if, if, he doesn't need to throw for, you know, 250 and three touchdowns. We don't, we don't need to see that. 180 is fine. 180 with two turnovers, two, two interceptions, three interceptions is disaster. Yeah, so just keep everything in front of you. Keep everything simple. I do think they need to be a little bit more aggressive than they were last week just because there's tape on it now. And, you know, if, if I'm Denver, if I'm Vance Joseph, Denver's D.C., I'm watching the second half of that Pittsburgh game and saying that's what we're going to do. We're going to sit on all the routes. We're going to put eight in the box. We know they're not going to throw it deep and force the Browns to not only take a deep shot, but complete a deep shot. Because how many of those have they actually completed this year? It's not many. No matter who so, the quarterback is. That's exactly right. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Deshaun had a couple. He had a few. Um, and with DTR, we saw, we know that it's in there because it was too many in Baltimore. The Baltimore game, he was throwing all over the place. So there's got to be, from the Browns' perspective, there's got to be a happy meeting between what we saw last week against Pittsburgh and that first start against Baltimore when everything was deep down the field. Um, Just, you know, play action on third down, take your deep shots, and see if you can loosen things up a little bit and create some running lanes. Speaking of running lanes and deep shots, the Denver Broncos are dead last in opponent rush yards per game. They're giving up 160 yards a game. Um, You know, I've heard you mention earlier this week on a different platform that you did feel like uh, Kevin Stefanski kind of needed to open up a little bit more take some uh, shots downfield with the Broncos rush defense being as, as horrible as it is. Uh, if they can get the running game going early, is this, is this the perfect game for Kevin Stefanski to try to kind of, you know, let's see what DTR got as far as the deep ball and try to play that, that balance attack. Does, does the Broncos rush defense being so bad present that opportunity for that? 
Yeah, I think so because um, you know because they are so bad, they're going to impact the box even more. You would think, um, and, and so it should create. It's going to create one-on-one matchups. It should. Uh, on if you you know you get Amari one-on-one on the outside, take a shot, throw it up there, and let him eat with the year he's having. Throw it up there and, and let him go make a play. And you know we saw it in the house State game yesterday with with Marv. Just when you got a guy like that, just throw it up and let him go make a play. And and you know hopefully there's that trust from from Dorian's side to, to have that faith in, in Amari to do that. Um, you know, when you talk about run versus pass, pass versus run, I always go back to the, the podcast that Kevin did with Barstool. And the one thing that sticks out was, you know, the, the traditional thought is you have to set up the, you have to run the ball to set up the pass. And Kevin doesn't believe in that. You know, Kevin flat out said, like, he doesn't think that's true anymore. So you don't, necessarily have to do in his eyes you don't have to do one to create the other you can go in reverse and we've seen that how many times have we seen that with him where it goes in reverse where he throws it to set up the run and yeah so that's the one thing with him that you don't excuse me you don't really know um what to expect and the one thing that drives a lot of people crazy with him is one thing i like in small doses there's sometimes he's done it where i didn't like it but you know, Kevin thrives on the misdirection and that you think we're doing this, we're going to do that. And we line Harrison, you're, you're going to line Harrison Bryan up for a quarterback sneak. No, we're going to pitch it wide to Kareem. You're bringing Jacoby Brissett for a fourth down sneak. Nope, we're throwing it to the end zone. And that's the one that blew my mind last year against Cincinnati, but that, that doesn't matter anymore. So, so just when you think you've got it figured out and just when you think you know what the Browns are going to do, is when he pivots and oftentimes it works. Sometimes it ends in disaster, but you know that what he's going to do is be creative. So, you know, you get a lot of heat because people don't understand, you know, you said Kareem Hunt, you know, he, (laughs) (laughs) I should have known. Yeah. You should have known, man. You should have known. But I mean, I understood what you were saying. He's, he's doing exactly. I think what you said he needed to do, you know, when you said he had three times, I think people was looking for Kareem Hunt to come in here and run for like 75 to 80 yards a game. Is that fair? That was never going to happen. And yeah, yeah, I think when the only point I was making, I said, Kareem's got three wheels left guys. Like, what are you getting so excited about? And I think when, when Kareem was signed, everyone was like threw a party that, Oh, this is great. Kareem Hunt's back. And my point was like, guys, this is not the Kareem. Everybody wants to see Kansas City Kareem. We have never once in Cleveland seen Kansas no. City Kareem for an extended stretch of time. Like that's gone. It's over. But what he's providing them is exactly what they need. And how many times have I said, when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter and you're trying to run the clock out or you need a short yardage, there is no back on this roster I'd rather have on the field than Kareem Hunt. But if you're looking for this guy for 18, 20 touches a game, you know, five catches out of the backfield, that guy's not here anymore. And that's the only point I was trying to make. Is they just felt like expectations were so out of whack for, for what they were going to get from him. But he's given them exactly what they needed. Uh, you're on the goal line, give it to Kareem. And you need to run three minutes off the clock, give it to Kareem because he's not going to fumble it. I have more faith in Kareem holding on to the football than anybody else on the roster. So, yeah, he's been he's been terrific for them and the role that they've asked him to play. My only point was this is not the guy that it felt like people were expecting to see. That guy's not here anymore. That's the only thing I was trying to say. No, and I think that's fair to temper people's expectations because if people had this expectation that he was going to be this dude that's running it, like I – Let's say anywhere from 60 to 80 yards a game, like that's unfair on Kareem Hunt. And that's basically yes. like what we all feel. That's just 
that's asking him to do something that at this particular time, like, no, nah, this is a shared load. We we all knew because I think me and you were like one of the two people that was like, let's go get Jonathan Taylor, right? But yeah, once we kind of yeah. got out of our feelings and and we looked at this like, okay, this is gonna be a shared responsibility for the rest of the season. Ain't no way around it. This is this is how we we gonna have to win games. Um, you looking at this game? Denzel Ward is out with a shoulder. Yo, Jason. Like, I'm okay if no other Cleveland Browns player that's a marquee player have a shoulder injury this year. I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Get these guys some bigger shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I can't I can't deal with it no more. He's he's not going to be there. Me and you both, huge fans of MJ Emerson. I'm not really worried about M- MJ stepping into that cornerback one row and, and doing his thing. With Denzel Ward not being there, the secondary is a little banged up. No McLeod. Um, don't know what Juan Thornhill's status is for today's game. How worried are you about that Browns secondary up against? Uh... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Denver Broncos wide receivers. Yeah, it's real. I think it's a huge concern because you mentioned Noah McLeod. If, if Juan can't go, you're down to an undrafted rookie at, at safety. So it's it's a problem, and and Thornhill's the one guy I've mentioned this a couple of times. He he makes some silent tackles that if you if he wasn't there, it'd be out of the gate for a big play. He might get guys down on the ground, and it doesn't look like a big deal. But when you look at the replay, or you go back and watch a film, it's like man, there was nobody back there. And if Wanda to make that play, that's going for six. And we saw that uh, as soon as he went out of the game, the Baltimore game. As soon as he went down, McLeod takes a bad route. And Odell's gone for six, so that's a that's a big one to me, especially with not having Denzel on the other side. Is 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 Juan and and his health status if he can play? I think Greg will be okay on the other side. Newsom would be okay on the other side, but they they are beat up right now in the in the secondary. And with a guy like Russ Wilson who's been around forever, and what's he got? Nineteen touchdowns and four interceptions this year, or something like that. Like. Yeah, that's he's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, he he's a pro, and and I think that's that could be a real concern in the secondary for for Cleveland if they're beat up. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So you know, on on multiple occasions, we've had the opportunity to talk to a few players on the Browns, and you know, David Njoku was one of the ones who said, you know, when this team hits adversity, the difference between this particular team and and teams in the past is they're a tight unit. The team chemistry is there on and off the field. They know they have each other's back, and if they just stay connected, you know, they feel like they can do whatever. Uh, Kareem Hunt said, you know, last week, uh, you know, during the Feed the Need, about if this team stay connected, they can take this thing all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, what I'm tying this into is that you believe that Kevin Stefanski deserves a contract extension right now. By the way, great article. 
you already know you're the reason why I subscribe to the athletic anyway. <laughs> so when when I think about, you know, him deserving a contract extension, Jason, for me, it's about those things. It's about being, you know, the leader of men. It's about not losing that locker room and having everybody buy in no matter what. Now, there's a certain sector of fans who believe I got to see Kevin Stefanski for these final seven games before I can talk any type of contract extension. Like, is is that fair, or do you feel like regardless of how this this last seven games play out, let's say hypothetically for whatever reason the Browns go two and five or one and six, do you stand by the fact that he's done enough to earn an extension? Yeah, look whose quarterback play's been. He's had three different quarterbacks. Look at everything that this team has been through. And that's part of the reason why I, I felt like – and listen, I know it's probably not going to happen right now, but I think it's a great idea to do it right now because it's a show of strength instability with an organization that has never had any of either they've never had strength they've never had stability it's always been volatile it's always been whichever way the waves are throwing the boat is the direction that the browns are headed and it also sends a message to the guys in the locker room of this is your guy like we know we've gotten it wrong in the past but the arrow is pointed in the right direction now we know what we're doing we know we've got this right Lock these guys up now and show the 53 guys in the locker room. Earl, you know, I've said it all year. The, the messaging to the players in the locker room is huge. And, and what you're telling them by what you're doing is huge. And by locking them up now and saying, we believe in these guys, we believe in what we have, let's go. You know, I, I just think, I think now is a great time to do it. Even, but if it doesn't get done now, it should get done in the offseason uh, for sure. You talk about getting guys to buy in. You mentioned the Joku. You know, I go back to when Kevin first got here and they signed Austin Hooper and David asked out. David wants out. He don't want to be in Cleveland anymore and can't necessarily blame him because they signed Austin Hooper and they draft Harrison Bryant. Well, who's the most important tight end on the roster? David Njoku still because Kevin got him to buy back in, got him to buy into a role that was asked of him originally. That role has expanded under Kevin's time here. And by the way, David's been turning into a terrific blocker in that time as well. And that's all the credit to David for buying back in for – putting his ego aside for a little bit and for doing what was asked of him. But it's also credit to Kevin to being able to reach guys and communicate with guys. And how many times have we seen just crushing losses, mind-numbing losses, the, the Steelers this year, the Jets at home last year, they come right back the next week and they win the game. That's a sign of leadership. That's a sign of getting these guys to pull together. Everything that this organization has been through with Deshaun, much of it self-inflicted, they invited this in. When they went and pursued him, they invited all that came with them. And he's been able to navigate all of that this year, navigating the Deshaun shoulder thing. And is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Baltimore was a disaster. We all know that. But aside from that, the Baltimore home game, but aside from that, I thought he's done a terrific job of just navigating this franchise through some really difficult times. The Nick Chubb injury. You know, if you you told us in August, you're not going to have Deshaun for most of the year and the games he is going to play is going to be jacked up with the shoulder. You're going to lose Nick Chubb in week two. You're going to lose Jack Conklin in week one. What's the Browns' record after 10 games? Would you have given them more than three wins? Probably not. Like, this is a two and eight, three and seven team. If I just tell you everything that just happened, they're two and eight, three and seven. Now, obviously, the defense gets a lot of credit for where they're at today. But if you were going to kill Kevin last year and you wanted to fire him for the defensive performance last year, how do you not give the man any credit for it turning around this year? And, and that's the part that just baffles me. And I think most fans are coming around. There's still a few that I just I just don't understand what air they're breathing because it's not logical. Some of their some of the, the logic with Kevin just it just doesn't make sense. 
Yo, we got two minutes, man, and I got to follow up because I, I agree with a lot of what you just said. You know, you see the evolution of Kevin Stefanski, the coach. You know, you look at he immediately upgraded his defensive coordinator position as soon as the opportunity presented itself. He immediately upgraded his special teams coach as soon as the opportunity presented itself. We know Kevin Stefanski is the man that runs the offense, and I'm with you. I, I believe that Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry has done enough to earn contract extensions. But I guess the follow-up is, as we continue to see Kevin Stefanski evolve as a coach, and we know that one of his strengths, you know, outside of the quote-unquote X's and O's and play callings, is him being a leader of men in that locker room. If there's an opportunity for him to upgrade that offensive coordinator and not let go of the reins of the offense, but kind of like pull back a little bit, do you think he would do that this offseason? No, I don't. AVP is here as long as AVP wants to be here. Okay. And Kevin will call plays as long as AVP's here. Okay. And it's it's not an ego thing. I, I truly believe, like everyone, everyone always says, "Oh, Kevin thinks he's the smartest guy in the room," and and he gets that. It's almost like a knock to be smart, right? Because he went to the Ivy League, and people tend to like hold it against him, which just is illogical to me. And I can tell you, like, I'm not best friends with Kevin, but I know him enough to know. There is no ego there at all. Like, he's very much a, you got an idea and it's going to work, throw it up on the wall and let's see if we can make this work. He's very much collaborative in thinking ego is not an issue with him. That's not why he's calling plays. This is the trend of the NFL where the the young offensive-minded head coaches call their own plays. It happens all across the league. It's going to happen here. I think that this is a conversation that goes on in every fan base across the country where this happens. But it's the play calling is not the issue with the Browns. It's just not. It's the fact that they're on their third quarterback. He's a fifth round rookie. Their starter was hurt most of the year, um, and their backup belongs in the XFL. <laughs> That's the issue with the play calling. It's not. It's not the design of the plays. It's the guy with the ball in his hands at the quarterback position. He's done an incredible job week after week after week to still manage to put these guys in position to win. My man, Jason Lloyd, man, as always, brother, I appreciate you taking time out your busy day to join me today. Uh, let's hope everything aligns to where we can get that dub, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right, all right man. Thank you. That was Jason Lloyd joining me on the North Allstate Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Listen, we got to get to a 2020. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.